0: No, no, I think, I think it was uh, close enough. Um, let's get into it. So um, for anyone who is listening slash tuning in, whatever the verb is for listening to a podcast, um, you're listening to Modern Guilt, a podcast that Damon and I have started to... Um, it initially started uh, with the aim of talking about things that we thought were slightly dystopian, but I think it's kind of uh, evolved a little bit to just be about things that are modern and sinful, Um, which is, you know, you could argue that that's the same as dystopian, but whatever. Um, So yeah, we um, do a little bit of show and tell, we just talk a bit of shit, we um, try and learn some things doing this as well, you know, read up on some uh, fascinating uh, content, and uh, inform the other, and hopefully inform some listeners as well. Um, But that remains to be seen. Um, Damon, do you want to give a little spiel at all?
1: A little spiel? Um, I feel like that pretty much sums it up. I, in past failed episodes, failed for all technical reasons um have tried to do an intro and realize that I think uh credentialism isn't my strong point so but um shit posting is and I can do that pretty well and so that that's my introduction yeah, yeah. I can shit post and I read shit that I find interesting and that's kind of enough in my eyes so absolutely uh, so yeah <laughs> yeah
0: so um what have you been up to man I know like we obviously just talked a bit uh, before we hit record but uh what else is new how's a
1: post-corona world it's pretty fucking good man it's more and more of like a distant memory and like a bad trip it's like sort of just fading into like all my bad teenage experiences in that realm of my head where it's just gonna be like locked there and every like occasionally one night i'll be staring at the ceiling and remember like oh yeah that month that i spent inside locked in with flatmates yeah that yeah. fucking sucked <laughs> and then just like move on i sort of expected that this might happen that it might just you know it when it kicked off it was like oh my god the world's fucking ending and you know this mm. is, we're gonna end up in the mad max society and you know i was freaking out and buying like soylent um all the soy a man could possibly need for a lifetime uh and then have discovered that, you know, that obviously didn't come to pass, and then we're back to this, um, obnoxious statement everyone's throwing around, like, the, the new normal, <laughs> which kind of just feels like normal life to me, I don't really see much of a difference, other than there's, like, more cleansliness practices, which is probably a good thing. Yeah. Like, motherfuckers were dirty before this, dude. Honestly, It's gross, you know? So many people didn't wash their hands and shit. Fucking Disgusting yeah yeah this is just what everyone should have been doing in the first place you know like so good good just yeah i don't know it's not it's not even a thing anymore um
0: yeah it's um it's interesting how quickly we move on from things because i guess like our attention spans and the media cycle were just like so fickle um like do you remember at the start of 2020 i was talking with some people at dinner last night about uh like the confrontation that the united states had with iran oh yeah and it was like oh my god <laughs> world war three is about to start and then yeah. the they shot down that fucking plane and then uh iran retaliated by shooting some missiles into that american air f- uh, military base in iraq yeah and it was like oh my god shit's going down and then it didn't and like no one remembers and significantly bushfires. more shit has gone down yeah the bushfires as well are a yeah. perfect example like no one gives a fuck anymore yeah there are still towns in australia that like don't have buildings yeah exactly <laughs> people that living in tents but it doesn't matter yeah um i mean it does matter but not to the collective conscience
1: yeah. um
0: and like in fucking six months corona will be
1: the same thing man yeah people will still be dying the economy will still be fucked and no one will give a shit um, especially in this part of the world like maybe in like the states it'll still be a talking point but you know, yeah, we're yeah. so over it. It's just, like, doesn't even... Yeah. It's oh, like hearing, dude, oh, really someone lucky. got meningitis. It's like, oh, that sucks. You know. Next yeah, story. Yeah. Straight oh, up. <laughs> what else happened? Yeah, it's just... I don't know. What does that say in general? I, I guess that's kind of, like, a good thing, really. You know, who, who the fuck wants to dwell on this shit? Like, you don't want to be the people who are still talking about um, current yeah. events.
0: Like, imagine if now we still talked about influenza all the time. Yeah. Like, exactly. oh, man, like, influenza death rates are unusually high this year, like, you know, 5,000 years after that disease began. Yeah, um, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah,
1: like, no one cares. So yeah.
0: in, like, 2035, we're going to be like, oh, man, like, how's that new COVID vaccine coming? Gosh, yeah. like, I wish that was happening. Um, um,
1: but it just sucks to talk about. So because we've both experienced the of earthquakes this is virtually the same thing as that. It feels very similar to me, um, in the sense that yeah. it's like everyone suddenly experiences some like super traumatic event. Yeah. And then everyone talks about it. They pretend to carry. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden. <laughs> Sorry it to talk annoying. over you. Oh no, it's all good. It, it's annoying yeah. to talk about it and you start getting annoyed by like the constant conversation. And then eventually it just kind of like slips away into like distant memory land.
0: Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, yeah Yeah. it's uh yeah being on the brink of a crisis is quite interesting um and then kind of like dipping into it and then realizing it's not actually that deep and just kind of like crawling out the other side
1: yeah (laughs) um (laughs) (laughs) Um, i did learn one fun fact that Mm. suicide rates have dropped um
0: yeah i heard that as well yeah no one can get any time alone
1: you reckon that's what it is?
0: Yeah, of course. Because, like, when you kill yourself, you wait for everyone to go to work and then just fucking hang yourself, right? Or Uh, however you do it. Oh, Okay. Or, like, you go out into public and jump off a high building or some shit. Yeah, but you can't Um, go out. Yeah, and, like, everyone else is home,
1: so you can't kill yourself quietly. There's no convenient time. That's interesting. I actually hadn't heard that take on it. I I was hearing the take that um, in times of crisis, people... Like actually have something to look look at as like a important thing as <laughs> opposed oh, yeah. to a life filled with no meaning, which is a driver of suicide, I have heard. Yeah. And that's what was I don't causing know. it. But I actually think your explanation might be <laughs> more sensible though.
0: You know Yeah, I think that's a pretty flimsy argument. Yeah. Um the man's like, search for any- meaning yeah like oh man now that we're all brought together by a disease i feel like i have a place in the world like no that's a load of shit yeah um, uh yeah.
1: brutal whatever yeah it's totally believable yeah what's doing your world man um
0: well like i said dude i'm still waiting for some money from the fucking government so just trying to like scrape out a meager existence in the meantime Still spending heaps of time at home, even though, you know, like, restrictions have been lifted a little bit. Um, finishing off my degree, which is like, two weeks from now, I will uh, be completely done, which is How's pretty weird feel? to think about. Does it feel good? Oh, just completely, like, um, inconsequential.
1: <laughs> yeah, isn't it horrible? I didn't even go to my graduation, man. I didn't go to yeah, either I don't, them. Yeah, I don't want to go to mine. Yeah. Um, it just... I just felt kind of ripped off at the end of it. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like you have four years of not enjoying yourself and then it's not really for anything. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's like, whatever that's life, right? Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's
1: like a horrible one night stand. Yeah. You know, yeah. you get in there it's um, meant to be all amazing and you just feel like gross and nasty and cheated. True. Yeah. Um, been making some music again though,
0: which is nice. I like, Because like for ages I wasn't going into my studio uh, because, you know, I wasn't like traveling in public or whatever. Um, So yeah, like two weeks in a row now I've gone in on like a Wednesday and just like knocked out a bunch of shit, which is pretty cool. Feels good to like, yeah, just be uh, making music again. Um, So that's me. Yeah. Um, I think... Hmm... Which of us went first with our show and tell last time?
1: Um, I can't remember. To be honest. All right.
0: You want to go for it?
1: Uh, yeah, sure, man. Um, Beautiful. Cool. Let me pull out my fantastic notes. I was pretty uh, fucked up when I wrote these. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see how they how they fare um, in daylight.
0: I think like Ernest Hemingway said that. Uh, hang on a second, I'm uh, getting a knock on the door. OG.
1: that cunt um, was like super super into it uh <laughs> yeah it was <laughs> um all right yeah, shout out to the postie <laughs> yeah um, yeah yeah
0: but yeah um ernest hemingway i think said some shit like you should write drunk and edit sober um yeah and i think there's something to be said for
1: uh drunk writing but yeah no that's cool uh, it, so um <laughs> yeah um Anyway, so I basically sat down last night and started watching spaceship Earth, which is this documentary on biosphere 2. Um, mm. I don't really know what to expect going into it. Have you heard about the biosphere project? No okay so it's it was a plan to create like a closed off ecological system on Earth. So that we could then, you know, go to the moon and create our, like, basically, like, thunk a building down. And have, like, a little self-sustaining ecosystem within it. Yeah. Yeah. So this whole documentary is about, like, that journey and archival footage slammed together to basically tell the story of Spaceship Earth. And the whole thing starts, like, in the 1960s in San Fran when there's a bunch of uh, weird hippies, it's not super clear how they all sort of came to meet, other than there's sort of like a bunch of vagrant traveler weirdos end up in San Fran in the 1960s and start hanging out together. And they start like a theater company or some shit. And it's all very like flaky and hippie. So if you can imagine <laughs> like picture in your head, the sort of people that would fit that description and you'll get an idea Of like flaky hippies, San Francisco, 1960s, joining the Glee Club um, and apparently not taking any drugs, like just coming together. Like, I I don't know why you'd be in San Francisco.
0: Why would you bother doing that without drugs?
1: I know. That's exactly what I was thinking. (laughs) Literally in my notes, it's like, they didn't take drugs, lol. I fucking find it so hard to believe because it's like, (laughs) why would you join like the fucking Glee Club? I don't know. Those yeah. are the sort of people I imagine. mean.
0: yeah Yeah. Yeah. Hillsong exists though, right? So, um... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's basically the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm
1: just getting all hyped up on, on Jesus. Yeah. They're, they're all, like, um... Just... I don't know. They just came across as flaky hippies, to be honest. So, whatever. They start hanging out and doing theater uh, <laughs> in the 1960s. This little, like, theater troupe. um, And... The relationships between them seems pretty like they touch on that where they have this sort of charismatic cult leader dude and they're like, you know the the old woman are talking in there being like oh you know we, we had a platonic relationship but, uh, oh gosh you know I really did love him I really did love him and it's like okay so you weren't fucking you weren't taking drugs, um, I guess you're just hanging out and doing theater together, just, just cool. Uh, so <laughs> fast forward, uh, the theater troupe decides to leave San Fran in nineteen sixty nine because they decided that San Fran has become too capitalist, which is, I don't, I don't know. I found that pretty hilarious last night thinking about that. That that sentiment has been around since like the fucking late sixties. That San yeah, Fran right. is past it. It's like before. It's just all relative, right? Yeah, man, do you always hear those fucking losers who go to Burning Man and they're all like, oh man, Burning Man's not what it used to be, you know, it's, it's a little capitalist now and blah, blah, blah. It's like anyone who wants to like uh, signal that they are somehow like a fucking better hippie than someone else just sort of throws that bullshit around like something's too capitalist now. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. So they fucking bounce out of San Fran anyway and start calling themselves synergists. Um and go to New Mexico to create domes. Um in the Fuck fucking yeah. in the desert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, all this sounds sick to me, except for the fact that they're all like sober and not having sex and they're just kinda like acting theater. Like that turns what does sound sick, like going and making domes in the middle of nowhere, into something that sounds like horrible and, like, you know, not, like, the seventh layer of hell, but definitely, like, one of the first three. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) sounds so shitty to do theater in the middle of the fucking desert. Anyway, so they're, they're building domes and whatever, and they're having a great time, um, and they successfully build a dome and garden, and they're like, sick, time for the next challenge, we're gonna go build a ship. Um... And so they all fuck off and build this ship, and as in like a, sh- a ship that goes on water, or yeah, like, like a, proper... a spaceship. Yeah, no, no, like a like a a water, fearing Yeah boat. right. Yeah yeah. A and large it's like boat. a proper fucking boat as well. And so, for context, there's like maybe fifteen of them, I think, or twenty. Yeah people. right. It's like, a small group, man. It's like a fucking theater group, you know. It's like literally yeah. the glee club, and they they build this ship. I have no idea. Like they're super sketchy on the details as well. Like a lot of this documentary is all like, you know, oh, it's such a magical time, you know, and we were just so uh, wanted to be ahead of the curb and and uh, we we built the domes, and then we went to go build the ship for the, for the next challenge and it's like, bro, where the fuck are you getting your money from? Like, how do you just fuck off? And like, this is the sort of thing where, it's, like, on the surface, it's like, oh, why, why are you enslaved to the corporations that keep you down when you, when you could go make dumbs and chips? And it's like, man, you are getting fucking bankrolled by someone. You know, like there, there's money yeah, coming right. from somewhere, but they never say. Like obviously, yeah. like all these fucking schmucks do. You know, like all this travel, oh, yeah, those travelers, wanderlust cunts, who wander the fucking world, and like just quit your job and be free. You know, yeah they're fucking... all
0: like trust fund babies or whatever yeah man
1: yeah it's yeah. so insulting anyway yeah that's that rant so uh, <laughs> so they actually do it they actually build the ship and to the credit it's pretty fucking dope um and it goes on the water and it, and they like properly just start like sailing the world uh and setting up little businesses around the world i guess which is also kind of i guess you know back in the 70s or 60s i guess you could kind of do that just rock up to port And open like a art gallery or something yeah right yeah Yeah. okay um so it all sounds pretty pretty fucking sweet and they're just kind of like traveling the world doing theater like actually going to different spots doing theater and then opening like a little art gallery or there's another business i can't totally remember i think it was like a like a farming thing or some shit Um, and so then they, you find out that they're actually bankrolled by this dude who's, like, an oil man, um, and he was, like, a rebel oil man who's just, like, totally funding the absolute shit out of them, um, for them to just kind of, like, fuck around and go from port to port, I don't know, like, doing whatever, and their little theater group starts to form into this collective of, like, you know, sort of flaky hippie shit, like, off-grid living and, um... (laughs) <laughs> and like, you know, weird fringe ideas on how you can have like you, you would have heard a lot of this stuff, like little circular economy things. They always sound great and then you never actually see any of it in practice. Um there's another thing to note is they had like all these fringe characters associated with their group as well. Like will do you know William Burroughs? Mm, William S. Burrows? William S. Burrows, yeah. Oh, it sounds so familiar. Who is that? He's the author of Junkie and Naked Lunch. Um, right. His claim to yeah. fame was being, you know, one, an author, um, and two, a notorious heroin addict, and three, uh, shooting his wife and murdering her. Well, not murdering her. You know, it was accidental death, so manslaughter, I guess. Mm. Um, and then absconding to fucking, like, uh, Morocco and hiding out and going through heroin wolf while riding Naked Lunch. Um, Fuck me. Yeah. It, it, it's an interesting story, but he's kind of like a weird fringe character and, and, like, a beat writer. And he's somehow involved in this group. And, again, there's no real explanation how or why William S. Burroughs is hanging out with a bunch of um, platonic non-drug-taking Glee Club members, but whatever. Uh, I just
0: found this Google image of him. I'll send it to you right now. Of him, like, wielding a massive sword, just looking, like, high as shit. (laughs) Um, I just sent it to you in the Zoom chat. Oh, sick. Um, Um, He looks so fucking high, man.
1: Yeah, he... was, like... (laughs) Yeah, he looks how good is that man? yeah he's pretty <laughs> i love his writing but like he's a fucking massive druggo. you know yeah well he, that's probably
0: why it's good right
1: oh yeah totally unfortunately like, he frequently makes claim that uh you can w- live forever by withdrawing off heroin just for like for your life because it rejuvenates <laughs> the cells and, and just like a bunch nice. of other weird fucking claim he was real into like a cult and voodoo and black magic and shit uh, yeah, which is right. the sort of stuff I, to, uh, I can imagine you get into when you have like a long-standing heroin addiction. Fuck yeah. I need to do a deep dive on this dude. Oh, dude, he's, he's amazing. Highly recommend William Burroughs. But anyway, he was somehow involved in this like flaky glee club. So they end up, after floating around the world and watching a 1970s movie um, about like an ecosphere floating around Earth or some shit... They get the idea to build this, like, closed off system, like, um, ecosystem that is, like, completely shut off from the world. And, you know, they, knowing Ed Bass, are able to fund it and, and live in it and, and everything. So they get this funding, they start this project called Biosphere 2, um, with the reasoning... That biosphere one is Earthman. Whoa! Whoa. So <laughs> biosphere two is gonna be like the ecosystem that we're making, which is just obnoxious beyond belief. But <laughs> anyway, so they they start out, uh, getting bankrolled by this guy and building this project and bringing in like a bunch of you know scientists and everything and a lot of like the original members sort of take up corporate roles and they're suddenly. Um, CEO and CFO and blah, blah, blah. And so you have all these flaky hippies that are suddenly like, you know, heavily funded to build this project, um, and are, is, are running it. And the science community starts getting all pissy and everything like that and getting annoyed that it's like, it's not a real experiment. It's flashy. Ecotainment is the word that they use. Ecotainment. What a bunch <laughs> of fucking losers, eh? So um, (laughs) it very quickly starts to emerge the fact that they like the media starts picking the story up because it's fascinating um, that there's this 200 million dollar project to build like an ecosystem closed off, which is a good idea. It's a fantastic, interesting idea to do. It's just run by like a weird cult leader and like, you know, crazy glee club who is obsessed with theater. So they're interviewing people that are effectively going to be spending two years in this ecosystem. Um, to learn about how humans would react to being in close quarters with one another as well as, you know, can this thing mm. actually sustain itself? How, how large is the sphere? It's fucking big, man. It's like, it's, okay, so I'll, I'll look that up right now. But when they're looking at it, it has like a bunch of different areas. It has like a, a model ocean uh, with a coral reef it has oh shit a... i'm looking at
0: it right now too
1: yeah man it is fucking massive i'll i'll try and get it like a size of it 3.14 acres that is huge it is fucking huge you know and it has like a rainforest area and like you know i think uh just different yeah man different areas it, for it looks... whatever the, whatever they're growing you know so it's incredible. It's like an absolutely incredible project that they're, that they're running. Fuck yeah. And it's incredible that it's run by like these, you know, well, started by these fucking whack-ass glee, glee club, you know, theater cult yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. So they start doing interviews uh, for people to stay in the biosphere for two years. And the interviews effectively like making people do theater to get in. So they have to go through this process of doing the, like, <laughs> weird theater rituals where you, like you know you're acting and crying and doing all this other crap. And they end up choosing eight people and you know they're pretty weird, but you'd, you'd have to be pretty weird to kind of want to do that and to put up with the fact that your interview is a, like a fucking theater presentation. Um, so these guys go in, they're totally locked up. So you know, Biosphere 2 is, is then built. Uh, they lock these eight people away and the idea is they're going to stay there for two years. They're completely cut off from the outside world except for like a video link. Um, there's no oxygen pumped in, or at least that's what they said. Uh, and there's yeah, no yeah. food. And so they, they live within this ecosystem and they're given nothing uh, from the outside world. And that's how it's meant to go. Um, wow. Which is incredible. It's incredible that this weird cult, theater cult can fucking go from like and Dicking around in the off. desert yeah yeah to like getting to this stage of you know of this incredibly massive project and everything um and the science world and all these like armchair scientists are sitting back being like it's not a real experiment you can't do this it's it's ecotainment, it's nothing but a glamour project because i guess that's what institutions do when they feel threatened and realize that they're yeah for sure fucking losers who sit around with who, you know at the value of, like, a fat dude commenting on, on sports, um, so they're all getting shitty and everything, and the project kicks off, it seems to go reasonably well for the first little, first few months or whatever, uh, until, like, this woman accidentally chops her finger off with inside, um, from inside the biosphere by, like, sticking it so good. a grain, yeah, yeah, like a grain mulcher, um, yeah. and then she has to bail and go to hospital. Cause obviously she's like, you know, been severely injured. Um, I was hoping you
0: were going to say they didn't let her out.
1: Well, they didn't want to let her out. And that was actually quite, I thought it was like, Oh, okay. That's kind of cool that they don't want to let her out, but it's also like, well, if she died. That'd be pretty fucked up. So they're apparently having like yeah, serious discussions about whether or not to let her out. Um, yeah. But no, they ended up, you know, letting her out. And then again, the whole science world was like, oh, see, it's not a real experiment because they let her out. And then, you know, she like fixes her finger and then goes back in, but goes back in with a duffel bag of like T-shirts and hardware, I don't know, various other things. And again, the whole science world starts freaking out and being like, rude, no results. It's just, it's honestly like, at this point in the documentary, you go from looking at this theater cult being like, okay, these people are clearly flaky weirdos and whatever, but they're doing really incredible things. Like, they really are building ships and saving the world and living in weird fucked up domes in the middle of nowhere. Like, that's cool. Despite what I feel about their yeah, you know, yeah. non-drug-taking, platonic uh, glee stuff. Glee, glee people freak me out, you know, regardless. Like, I, I don't like... I've never liked the theater kids. I've always thought they were fucking weirdos, you know? So that aside, it's really impressive. And the the reaction from the outside world is nothing other than like, it just comes across as mad cope. Like they're just, they can't fucking handle the fact that people are doing these incredible experiments. So they just sit there like trying to fucking poke holes in it. But anyway, yeah. Right. Yeah. The woman goes back in with the duffel bags. It pisses a lot of scientists off. Um, And then as soon as she's back in there, tensions start within the group because she can't do her share of the work. And then (laughs) other people end up having to take on her responsibilities. And then you get the natural resentment between people of, you know, the chores aren't being shared, blah, blah, blah. It's sort of like a classic system that you would imagine breaking down, that if anyone has ever lived in a flat ever, would be well familiar with this argument um that the work is never distributed equally and blah 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 you know we've heard it a million mm. times um, so I guess it's no surprise that that happens within within the biosphere although it never sounds that bad like it doesn't sound like they're fighting each other it just kind of sounds like normal human resentment. Yeah 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 so shit starts to really hit the fucking fan though because uh, I think they're like over I think they're like a year in it or something at this point and, um, the CO2 levels have dramatically risen. And so they're not sure why, but like all of a sudden, carbon dioxide has like, tr- like flooded the entire biosphere and the oxygen mm. levels have dropped. And everyone Shit. starts getting super tired and they can't do anything because they like their bodies filled with fucking oxygen, you know, ca- carbon dioxide. They're not getting enough oxygen. And so they're yeah. like running out of air. Um, And they start getting kind of like sick and foggy and confused and and shit like that. Um, They have all this crop failure as well. So all the crops start dying. Uh, And like, I think most of the, they chose a bunch of species of birds and everything to go in here and they all die. So all of a sudden there's all this death around them and they can't figure out why. Um, And the people who are running it, like the weird theater cult members who weren't, within the, the biosphere, but we're running the project on the outside, start trying to cover it up uh, because they, they don't want any negative attention, which is also like a great sign that you're in a cult is that, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no willingness to be wrong at all. About yeah. Anything. Yeah. So they try and cover up the oxygen levels and they try and cover up the fact that things aren't going very well. Um, and then the failures, obviously the moment you start doing that only become way more pronounced and the media starts fucking jumping on it and being like, you know, uh, look at this spectacular failure of a uh, experiment. Um, when in reality, when you think about it, it's like a fucking learning curve. This has never happened before. Yeah, know. of course. Yeah, like of course it's not going to work the first time round. Why would it? Why do, nothing works the first time around. ever? Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so they start the the main guy, like the culty theater dude starts getting painted as this like cult leader and everyone else involved is just like a cult member and that's probably not too far off but you know any situation like like this is like hearing the fucking apple story in the beginning you know when you hear about steve jobs and all his like his followers and shit it's the same kind of thing like you're always gonna have like a cult guy at the front of the project because these projects are so fucking crazy you need cult leaders to kind of push them forward yeah you
0: need to believe in somebody yeah
1: totally but uh, it doesn't look good he gets kicked out um and the billionaire that was funding it pushes him away and then institutes steve bannon um what who, the
0: fuck are you serious
1: yes who then becomes the president of the fucking organization so steve if... bannon's running it and he changes the project around from being like a uh, project designed to build a, like, ecosphere that you could live in out in space to studying the environment and the natural habitat and everything like that. And all the flaky Glee Club members freak the fuck out because Steve Bannon didn't have a very good reputation even back then, you know? Yeah, of course. At that point in his career, he was, like, an ex-Goldman Sachs banker. And so they were all, like... He doesn't get it, man. This was meant to be about the future. Uh. And had, like,
0: also, like, funded, like, coups across the world. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure.
1: Oh, yeah. He's a fucking, he's a beast.
0: Absolute monster, hey.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a uh, weird yeah, anyway. thing that he ends up getting put in. So the hippies are, like, brutally butthurt about it, you know, because. Um, They don't want Steve Bannon being in charge, but whatever. Uh, And it just kind of, like, fizzles out from there. Like, um, the people end up getting released. Like, one of them claims that he got Lou Gehrig's disease as a result of the low oxygen levels. Yeah, right. Like, you know, and it was brutal. Like, Biosphere 2 is still running today, but it's, you know, obviously not. Uh, It got taken over by, like, University of Arizona or something like that, and is no longer used as a... um, as a way to test human link. zoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> I think it's yeah, used for some miscellaneous research purpose. And the hippies fucked off and like I'm pretty sure just continued sailing the world and doing random projects is where the documentary ends. But um yeah, man, God, I just I... <laughs> I love this. It's fucking sick, hey, yeah. cuz it was such a like the thing that I find fascinating is one of those stories that has everything and it perfectly describes how innovation happens in our world perfectly like in in a way it was a experiment to see how well we could live you know in an ecosphere in the middle of the fucking space or whatever but it was also an experiment that shows how like innovation is kind of driven by cult leaders institutions backlash against it uh all the time for no particularly good reason Um, and then it almost always fails because cult leaders, uh, make poor leaders at a certain scale, you know, and projects just need someone else in charge. Uh, Um, you know, the people who do get in charge always kind of like use it to their own ends. Um, so uh, yeah, this like ticked every fucking box in terms of like the classic story of, uh, of trying to create something great and then getting too big and then getting taken over and the establishment fighting back for no reason other than to fight back because of cope fucking dirty ass armchair scientists. Yeah. Motherfuckers.
0: Fucking. Yeah. That's, that's dope, man. I'm going to try and uh, watch this doco as well. Hey.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, I'd highly recommend like, yeah, you'll probably get something else out of it because, like I said, I was pretty, pretty altered. Well, <laughs> we'll <all turn laughs> to it. It sounds yeah.
0: like a great one to watch high as well.
1: Oh man, it's fantastic. Yeah, I mm. mean, because it's just such a like, it's it, just so weird. I think it's too ahead of its time. It's one of those things where it's like, we got a glimpse of something that people will probably look back on and say, you know, this was this experiment or whatever taught us a lot on how to put a fucking moon base on the moon or whatever or like Mm. space or something like that like i'm sure it will serve a purpose it's the same thing like i'm sure if we look back a long time ago people dicking around with some things that were you know way ahead of their time wouldn't have really made much sense whereas now it's like it's an obvious thing that they exist
0: yeah of course like uh planes man (laughs) yeah fucking (laughs) hey like the first like flying machines were just like too weird to be real yeah um like leonardo da
1: vinci like you know yeah exactly who would have known like that stupid little drawing of the helicopter that he did Mm. it's just like you know brilliant but everyone would have looked at him like a kook like what are you doing Yeah,
0: exactly, which still also doesn't mean that he wasn't a kook, Um, Mm. (laughs) but sometimes you just need kooks to get the ball rolling.
1: Totally, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's the important thing. That's the real lesson, is that Mm. kooky, weird, eccentric freaks (laughs) drive our progression through, you know, forward, and we need people like that desperately they're also weird and uncomfortable characters as well, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And cults yeah. I think potentially serve a purpose uh to a degree. I don't mean like Gloria Vale and and fucking like that sort of shit, but you know, like that culty we're on a mission and we're going to make something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um
0: <laughs> All right. Anyway. Uh well, I read up about something that I feel like you're probably familiar with, but I found it really interesting, so I decided to just go with it anyway. Sweet. Um, So, last night I was talking to my friend, Will, who was telling me about a book that he had started called Flash Boys. Um, Are you familiar with it at all? No, no. Um, no. So it's by Michael Lewis, who is the same dude who um, wrote The Big Short.
1: Oh, sick. I fucking love the picture, yeah.
0: Um, So, basically, this book, Flash Boys, is about the the fiber optic cables that allow high-frequency traders to essentially gain their edge in um, the trading market. And um, some would say cheat the system. Yeah. Um, So... Um, I haven't read Flash Boys, but I read up about what Flash Boys is about, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, So in 2009, this company called Spread Networks started secretly building like an 825-mile-long underground fiber-optic cable from Chicago to New Jersey. Um, And all of the existing cables that our data was traveling through were older and essentially followed roughly the same route as the train tracks that go between chicago and ny which as you can imagine is not a perfectly straight line because there are mountains and shit like that yeah um so basically this guy realized that it's it's too hard that no one had done it yet but if he could build the cable that goes in a straight line, it'll mean that his cable will be faster than all of the rest that have sort of like turns and deviations in them. Um, So he spent $300 million building this cable, um, which allowed data transfers to be carried out from Chicago to New York in three milliseconds less than the current fastest time this is crazy. um <laughs> yeah and like so that would have been enough for um high frequency traders to be able to like analyze um trades that have just come come in on the exchange and for their algorithms to make trading decisions um, faster than their competitors by three milliseconds Um, which like for the computer is obviously long enough to do like a lot of very, uh, profitable work. (laughs) Um, and so like, I guess I'll just quickly describe high frequency trading as well, just for like people who don't know, like I'm sure you're obviously very well aware, but my understanding of it is that, um, using software and algorithms, um, traders can essentially uh, process data in terms of transactions that have been made on the market and um, analyze the implications of those transactions in terms of the value of um, stocks and funds and then make trades based on that, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's my understanding. So with this guy's um, $300 million cable, he started charging out $6 million leases to um, essentially have the right to use this, like, private (laughs) cable. Um, (laughs) And it was, like, $6 million for a 20-year lease, which isn't even really that expensive if you think about the ability to, like, um, you know, have an edge on the stock market for 20 whole years. Yeah. So this like sparked like a ramping up of high frequency trading um and the cable was completed in two thousand and ten i believe um and pretty quickly after that um different estimate different estimates um uh, came out with different figures for this but it Estimates said that between 10 to 70 percent of all stock trades in the United States were conducted by you know a relative handful of high frequency traders, yeah. um, <clears throat> while obviously all the rest of the population made up the rest of the trades. Um, but obviously like 10, 10 and 70 percent is a huge discrepancy, so. You know, the most likely number is probably,
1: you know, 40 or maybe it's 50%. pretty fucking disturbing but, um, that there's that sort of range, though. Like, what does that tell you? The fact that we don't yeah, know? That's it's, fucked. I, that's what
0: I thought, too, man. It's really odd that there, you can't have, like, a concrete understanding of that.
1: Yeah. No, it's disturbing, man. Like, trading in um, in New Zealand... Sorry to, to interject here. No, don't be sorry. I invest. I trade and shit. And... Uh, The difference between trading here and trading on like American markets is just, it's so much fucking better over here. It's like you can invest and people don't like, there's not, you know, I used to work at the stock market and when I was there, I don't think we actually had the ability for people to trade, uh, like doing high frequency trading. Um... I think we allowed a little bit of algorithmith- algorithmic trading, but it wasn't like, I don't know. It, it's not that incredible or amazing, and I don't even think it gives you that much of an edge. Like, very much the price moves based on, like, fucking news, you know? And you can see that, because, like, a news comes out, the stock price doesn't immediately react in New Zealand. It just kind of like people read it first, and then then you see, like, the uh, the difference in the, the price. Whereas in the States, it's like, you know, the, the moment something comes out, It's like, bing, bong. Yeah, I mean,
0: they are all chasing those, like, minute marginal profits, right? So, like, I guess that's um, the difference there. Oh, totally. Um, so, (laughs) um, since this fucking cable is constructed, um, and high-frequency trading became so much more popular like, total daily trade volumes in the United States have increased by over 400% over the rate in the year 2000. Um, because these fucking dudes are just, like, you know, smashing their fucking cable lease. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Fucking wringing it dry for all it's worth. Yeah. Um And basically, like, what all of this implies is that because... There's like a obviously a small group of dudes who have access to this piece of private infrastructure. Um, the market is somewhat rigged um and it like if you compare trading as we understand it on the stock market with the trade of like tangible goods, right it's like um if one company was allowed to transport their goods using ships and trains and cars. Um, and everybody yeah. else had to move their shit around with, like, a horse and cart. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. just, like, com- completely unfair. So, like, there's kind of, in a sense, like, not just one market, but two markets sort of
1: oh, it's, parallel to
0: each other. Yeah, um, it's so true. Yeah. Um, so... I found an interesting quote as well which to me kind of just like encapsulated how much of a cock you have to be to <laughs> <laughs> want to lease a private fiber optic cable for profit. Um yeah. This guy named Manoj Narang who's the um CEO of this trading firm called Tradeworks told the New York Times quote there is no unfair advantage to using your brain last time I checked in a capitalist society.
1: Oh,
0: End quote. <laughs> <way good>. uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. Absolute fucking Um,
0: And like, it doesn't really, I don't know, it, it doesn't really um, matter if there's an unfair advantage or not. It just matters if like, <laughs> you should do it um, at the risk of being like a morally reprehensible dick yeah um yeah because yeah. like at the end of the day these guys are still using like the money invested by like mum and dad investors or you know like small companies or whatever um yeah. to to just like leverage for more profit and these yeah. dudes are not like trying to um increase their trading efficiency out of some like altruistic motivation It's not like, oh, how can I get this, like, mum and dad's $20,000 to, like, grow more quickly? Um, I'm sure they just give the same returns to these investors and then just pop it more of a fucking commission or whatever. Oh, Um, totally, man. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I guess the sort of broader thing that I got out of this is that it really just highlights how superfluous and kind of wasteful that the whole finance sector is, because there's like just a whole, um, like as a, Hmm, what's the right term? I suppose just all of the infrastructure and indirect jobs relating to finance, um, and all of the money that goes into supporting markets, is just completely unnecessary, really, because all it does is just like prop up a few big fucking whale traders yeah. um, who just skim like 99% of the fucking money out of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, but like as a society or fucking civilization, I suppose, we just, we still, for some reason, place so much value on finance as a discipline. Or, you know, people go to fucking Harvard and like celebrate because they get accepted in to like a finance degree and just so you can go and do that. Yeah, um, exactly. It's, it's, and it's even worse than that. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, like some people want to be rich and I guess like they have the right for that to be their motivation, but I think people should just ask themselves twice, you know, like, does that actually matter? Yeah,
1: I don't know. it's I've got no problem with someone wants to be rich. It's sort of like you know, whatever. Um, material wealth is your ultimate pursuit in life, but I, I mean, there's yeah, right. there's <laughs> ways to go about it that aren't like by completely come to you. Yeah, just generating nothing. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. That entire thing, the entire infrastructure project to build that, is yeah, shaving. Like fundamentally, the only thing finance is meant to do is take money and put it somewhere that it will grow. So it's take, you know, you have 10 grand in your bank account and you want to, um, give it to someone who needs it to grow an idea to, to make biosphere two. Um, <laughs> you know, great use it, of funds. Yeah. It's a facilitator. That's all it is. Yeah. And, uh, it might flop, it might not flop, and, that, and that's kind of it. But the amount of infrastructure we built up on it is fucking ridiculous. It's a little fucked as well. I think, like, in Australia and New Zealand, um, we're pretty divorced from our financial sector. Like, they don't really matter as much here as it does in the States, where you're, like, your 401k, and, like, everything is kind of tied up into the S&P 500 and to the stock market and everything. Like, it's, a, it's almost like a reflection of, of how the economy's doing. Whereas here, it's, like, not many people really invest, you know, like a few do, but not many. And our bread and butter over here is like buying a house, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, which is That's fucking a good expensive. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> we don't have... Like, how many people do you even know that work for, like, publicly traded companies? Like, there's fuck all. Whereas in the States, it's, like, common, you know, a lot more common. Yeah, than I mean, it's probably, like,
0: fucking 50% of the population is probably working for, like, 500... Um, you know
1: the yeah. top five hundred. Oh fuck! Um, or, or even like a like another like you know the stock market and financial sector there is huge, and raising money there is much easier. Whereas here it's like, like fuck. There's, you know, <laughs> I don't really know anyone who works for a publicly traded company, and I, I know a few people. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no, just like, it's annoying. Yeah. It's an um, annoying, stupid sector. To, like way overvalued for what it is yeah
0: um and it reminded me of like something elon musk said in his last podcast with joe rogan um which i think you and i talked about already and we said that it was like surprisingly um not unhinged which was kind of disappointing but yeah um like elon musk was saying that we just care way too much about like people who work in finance and lawyers um, as like a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. So like we like raise children and we're like, yeah, like you're going to be a banker or a lawyer and you're going to be really successful where really we should be motivating people to like make shit or innovate mm. um, or, you know, not just that, but rather than it being like a race to see who can get the fucking best like um law or finance degree could yep. be like well yeah like some people should definitely do that but like you're really smart and could do 99 other things um totally so yeah and this stupid fucking 300 million dollar fiber optic cable <sighs> that lets you trade three milliseconds faster than everybody else yeah is just like a perfect like phallic metaphor for that oh it totally um, is yeah
1: we could have built biosphere
0: so, three you know yeah exactly <laughs> um yeah and then put all the traders in it and sell it shut and wait for the CO2 levels to rise um, yeah 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 and
1: just watch them engineer a faster cable out of that one <laughs> um you don't think it fucks me off about that like that what, what Elon said was that was probably like one of the most sensible things he's said in so long uh yeah that right we need more makers and I totally believe that man we need a return to like more of a handy, blue-collar, fucking just get-your-hands-dirty, make-shit kind of culture. Why isn't that celebrated? It, it really isn't. It is celebrated to go to fucking law school. And, like, yeah. why? I mean, because of anyone the free market, dude. Lawyer? Yeah. Well, like, stupid.
0: globalization and, like, the offshore exporting of labor. Yeah. Um, like, it's cool to be the dude who sits in an office and pulls the trigger on, like, a 10 thousand billion dollar deal that's going to like enslave 500 chinese women yeah um but
1: that's the problem is man is that that's what people think they'll be doing and the media (laughs) has built up this amazing image of the banker and the um and the lawyer you know going to work and then like uh, seeing the five different women that you've slept with in the office who are all incredibly beautiful um, laugh at your mildly misogynistic joke as you waltz in at like half ten and you sit down, and then some fucking record exec calls you up and is like, oh, I need a deal done on this new record label, man. You coming to my after party? <laughs> yeah, bro. And then you, you know, you fucking swan around all day and you're not shitting in the same toilet as like 500 other people on your floor, you're, you know, like you're, you're living this super glamorous life. And then after work, you're just going to stroll down to the club and, and get super wasted and, and fucking, uh, Drake's going to be there and fist bump you. Like, that's not what happens. You fucking get up at like six in the morning, you go in, you work for a, you know, pretty shitty, mediocre salary. Uh, you make, crap conversation with your co-workers about like what happened on game of thrones or whatever whatever fucking bullshit is on tv and then you stare at the clock till friday and then you go home and you feel miserable about your life that's the bulk of reality that's the reality for most people there's no glamour in it at all man there's way more glamour on the building side i reckon i reckon the building side's fucking sick Yeah, no, I agree with you, dude. You remember
0: when we Um, worked at Allied Workforce together? I remember that so fondly. That's where the party Um, is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. Especially, like, you know, at uh, 5.30 a.m. in the middle of winter in Christchurch. Yeah, totally. Um, Outside the recruitment office, just, like, surrounded by... ex people. Yeah. Yeah. there's a, there's a good good uh little spell
1: yeah um or a happy days <laughs> yeah. yeah why did we do that um eyes as i recall our mutual friend had uh talked some tall tales of making 16 an hour um 10 years ago <laughs> uh flipping <laughs> signs back and forth and how grand it was and how amazing it was to work at allied workforce and who was that uh dylan right and and, and i listened to him and thought oh man there's this fucking bounty and i'd like
0: you know who else will be into this hayden
1: (laughs) yeah i you into it um i had like taken a semester off uni and i was like oh um i think i'd been doing some shitty marketing role up in auckland and i'd come back to christchurch And then I was just fucking sitting there, like, you know, showing up on my first day just with, like, real people around me. You know, you go from hanging out with all these kind of, like, people who just sort of get plonked from their nice high school into their nice university and then inevitably plonked into their nice, um, you know... Cubicle job. Cubicle job with little consequence or event. And then suddenly... You go from that to, like, sitting next to someone who's, like, Yeah, took some mushies and started hearing voices that made me want to kill people. So, you know, just got out of sunny thought. <laughs> fuck, you want to roll EG? Well, take a swig, bro. The fuck? No one's looking. Just have a little swig. Hit that whiskey, bro. You know, and it's just like, oh, my God, this is fucking reality. Yeah, That man. was sick. Yeah. That was fucking Allied sick. Allied workforce. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Good people. go for the $16 an hour and stay
0: for the people do you remember how how quickly that boss guy like started liking us once he realised that we had more than like 12 brain cells
1: oh yeah fuck yeah
0: he was just like oh yeah these guys have been here for a week and I think that they're not crazy so like they like offered us that fucking training job or some shit like working on that road construction site Um, yeah
1: that was the good job
0: yeah Um, yeah got the hookups and then we just disappointed him greatly by leaving bags of piss next to the (laughs) drug testing caravan
1: that was a fine thing that happened yeah I do remember that that was probably one of the most hilarious fucking things
0: yeah man who's that
1: (laughs) hold on I might have to go check this out is that all good yeah go for it Sorry, man. It was just the You're the right. um, the moss removal guy. You know,
0: the moss removal guy. <laughs> yeah. There you go.
1: Yeah. Speaking
0: of real jobs. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Fucking legend. Yeah. Fucking love it when he comes by. Single-handedly <laughs> carrying the economy. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um. Anyway, shout out to Allied Workforce anyone needs a job (laughs) yeah
0: for sure um that was also um the uh the same recruitment agency that put us on that furniture removal gig um and led to me dropping like a twenty thousand dollar marble (laughs) benchtop
1: i think you're going to tell that story that is like one of the fucking most hilarious things um Well, yeah, like, we got paired up
0: in, like, couples or crews to carry around furniture or whatever the fuck was in the truck for the day. And I got paired up with, like, this, like, 70-year-old dude who looked like he weighed, like, 50 kgs and should have just been, like, on a sickness benefit, but for whatever reason was still fucking working. And we um, had to deliver this, like italian marble bench top and it was one of like five made in the world um and we were taking it to this like newly built house and we both got on one end of it went to take it out the truck and as soon as we picked it up i was like nah man there's no chance that you and i can fucking carry this like this is way too heavy um we've got to take it like 50 meters like this isn't even legal, you know, <laughs> like, and he's, like, nah, mate, like, we're fucking here to do a job, and we're gonna do it, and I'm like, well, are we? I don't know, like, and he's, like, come on, like, lift, and I'm just, like, no, honestly, like, I'm telling you, we need, like, either more people or a machine to, like, help us do this, and anyway, so, like, in the end, I'm, like, whatever, like, I'm 18, I don't care about this job, like, I'll just do it, yeah, and, like, we, got it like halfway and I said to this dude like, oh, like, hold up, I just need to put it down. Like, I don't know how this 70 year old was even carrying it, but he was stronger than me. Yeah. And then he's just like, "No, nah, no, nah, we're going to keep going. And I'm like, no, we need to put it down. I'm going to drop it. And he's like, nah, mate, you'll be right. And then I dropped it <laughs> <laughs> and like the corner of the bench just like hit the concrete ground and just fucking smashed. Yeah, and then this dude like went off at me, and I was just like, "Well, I fucking told you, like, <laughs> yeah. don't blame me, mate." <laughs> yeah, and yeah, then yeah. we had to like go back to the depot after we'd done our other deliveries and like tell the owner of this delivery company that we like destroyed this twenty thousand dollar marble bench top, and the guy's just like, "Ah, oh, well, like, that's shit," and then <laughs> that was my last day working there. <laughs>
1: that's fucking awesome. I-, I had like a pretty. Yeah shitty experience working with those movies i was working with this guy that had i think he like um beat the living shit out of this guy that had cheated uh that his girlfriend slept with and ended up in jail and like was just let out or something like i work with so many ex-cons there, bro like just fucking most of the guys i worked with were ex-cons Oh yeah. so I was stuck with him, and this real fucking sad case, man, like, this guy who uh, had, like, his mum forced him into the job, because he wasn't doing anything, he was just sitting around at home, Um, and his dad was dying, and, like, he was just kind of, like, obviously fucking depressed and doing nothing other than just playing video games, and he was tiny, like, scrawny little dude, and, you know, he's... I'm, like, some white suburban schmuck working in a job that, you know, clearly isn't very filled with white suburban schmucks. It's filled with fucking, like, you know, rough dudes who need employment. And this poor kid, man, like, he had no reason to be there whatsoever. Like, he was just... It was kind of good, like they sort of took him under their wing a little bit, but he was always like referred to as the midget, like anything that wasn't bigger than like a fucking broom, they're like, no, he can't lift that, he's got no bloody fucking muscle on him, look at him. You know, just take the fucking broom, princess, (laughs) put it in the corner and try not to break it. (laughs) It was so rough, you know, this poor, poor motherfucker. Mm. I don't
0: know what happened there. Yeah, good chapter in our life
1: yeah that was solid it's learning though it's important that like like it's a fucking good exercise in learning how to you know i don't know lift shit. how down. to just navigate that world <laughs> yeah exactly like you know that those people are swept under the fucking rug when you work in a cubicle land you don't come across Oh yeah them. you don't see that world at all yeah and the reality is like uh, we need them more than they need us, you know, like if, if 100% if, man. fucking if uh, all the analyst jobs blew up tomorrow, I don't think I would really notice anything. Yeah, right. You know, the... And without them,
0: like who would carry around our uh, bench tops? Ah, oh, yeah, man. Who would flip the lollipop?
1: Who would fucking like literally build shit? You know? Like, you think some fuckwit who's go, you know gonna gonna put a cable <laughs> yeah, like pay for a cable to be put in?
0: Coke addict on the stock exchange is gonna go build a house like
1: get fucked. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. They're solid. I reckon we should glorify those people. You know, put them on fucking pedestals. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, marble pedestals.
1: Marble pedestals, exactly. Um,
0: what have you been watching lately, man?
1: um shit what have I been watching lately um fuck I like did a real big rerun of Bill Hicks uh because I was I wanted to see how well he stood up over time and I was kind of like pretty disappointed he are you aware of him he's like the uh, 90s comedian um Mm. that sort of you know influenced a lot of modern day comedians and I, when I was an edgy loser, uh, back in the, you know, when I was 16, um, I was really into him, but I don't know, man, that nineties humor doesn't stand the test of time. Eh? It's not very funny. Yeah. Man. Right. It's kind of like Fair overly enough. edgy and unnecessarily nihilistic. I'm all for like nihilism and shit, but a lot of it's like, I hate people cause they suck. You know, who else hates people? this is the 90s. It's just like, oh, man. (laughs) It doesn't hold up, eh? It's just like, it just kind of seems like unnecessarily angry and bitter. Yeah. Because it's the fucking I mean, looking at uh, images of
0: Bill Hicks right now, like, it looks like he would be angry and bitter. Yeah. Um, So, (laughs) I also want to just point out that there is a conspiracy theory that Bill Hicks is Alex Jones.
1: Oh, man, I fucking love that conspiracy
0: so, there you go. Yeah. Um, I only hilarious. just came across this right now. But, um, yeah, good times. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, what about you? Would have needed to have a nose job, though. Um, I'm looking at pictures of Alex Jones and Bill Hicks right now. And, um, yeah, Bill Hicks would have needed a nose job.
1: Oh. Which is possible, I suppose. Have to get them side by um, side. I mean, they talk about this. As, oh, yeah. Little nose job, though. They look pretty Mm. similar. They talk the same, you know. Oh, really? I (laughs) haven't actually, yeah. A lot of the stuff they talk about is pretty similar. Like, there's very good reason, I would say, for those two people to um, be the same person. So you're on board? With Alex Jones and Bill Hicks? Well, with that conspiracy? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you reckon they're the same person?
1: Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think Alex Jones is funnier, to be honest. Uh, I don't think Bill Hicks... Yeah, I know. That's brutal there. But I, I just think Alex Jones is... Well, Alex Jones is clearly the Bill Hicks of twenty of the 2020s, you know, or
0: the 2010s. Yeah, no, I, I fucking love Alex Jones, man. Like, yeah. I agree with you that he's funnier than most comedians.
1: Oh, yeah, he's like,
0: a fucking national treasure, man. Have you ever seen that video of him, like, shirtless in the snow, just, like, walking through the forest at night? <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Um... <laughs> I'm going to try and find it for you right now.
1: Um, I'm totally looking for that. That sounds fucking hilarious. I've seen him, like, shirtless a bunch. You know, he's jacked, man. Like, he's... He clearly... Uh, I think
0: he's let himself go a little bit now, though. Has he? Yeah. <laughs> he's, um... Man, I can't re- can't remember what to, um... What to search to find this, uh... Video. But... Oh well, I'll um, I'll send it to you if I ever come across with it again.
1: Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I think he's. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess he is pretty, pretty chubby, But there's like muscle there, man. You you can see like that. Oh, is, he's strong as fuck. Yeah, yeah He would like rip a person in half. Oh, it's fucking um, totally,
0: hundred percent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, grossly savage individual. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: yeah
0: <laughs> alex jones
1: yeah 22 year old alex jones is good um good google good, good google yeah yeah i'll check that out that's definitely worth I, it i
0: um oh man i'm i'm trying to recall the name of this podcast that i listened to which is just like absolutely slipping my mind right now but it's essentially about like the worst people ever in history yeah. Um, oh, Behind the Bastards is what it's called. All right. And they do this, like, double episode on Alex Jones. So it's like a, I don't know, three to four hour long, like, just tale of Alex Jones's life. That's pretty awesome. And it's fucking interesting, dude. He, like, sexually harasses so many people. Um, really? And is just, like, a violent, alcoholic, insane person as well. Yeah, um, yeah just, like, in a truly extraordinary fucking specimen like i hate him so much but i'm glad he exists yeah um just because no one else is like him
1: that's too bad man because i always thought that he was just kind of like a fucking loony and it's sad to hear that he's like um yeah he's not harmless at all yeah um he's a dark individual so he's no david ike <laughs> no <Nah>, man <laughs> um <laughs> i guess like david ike you can get maybe david ike should be um more put on the pedestal then because he's like a more harmless unless there's some disgusting truth about him that i'm totally unaware of which i'm mm. sure there is <laughs> oh i'm sure it would have emerged so far
0: though yeah if it, if, if there was something truly grim about david ike i think it would have been public by now yeah um so hmm yeah anywho what are you watching buddy um i've been i started the wire again oh fucking a! yeah um just started watching like the first season of the wire i'm up to like the sixth episode now and and absolutely loving it dude like i forgot how good it is um for anyone who doesn't know the wire um it's set in baltimore in like the early 2000s um And follows this detective called uh, James McNulty as he tries to sort of like navigate uh, systemic corruption within the police department and like local politics while, um, yeah, cracking down on this like drug ring. Um, And it's just like gritty and fucking raw, uh, doesn't glorify police work or crime whatsoever. Um, and is, like, a really good yep. social commentary. Um.
1: I love the fact that McNulty's kind of an asshole. Yeah,
0: exactly. Just an you alcoholic know. douche who, like, rocks up
1: at women's homes late at night. Um. Yeah. Has anyone even done that? Does that, does that even happen? I don't know anyone who's ever pre,
0: done that. I pre, pre-cell phones it's it a... probably happened a lot more.
1: Because, yeah. like,
0: I guess that was your, like, right. the equivalent of a, uh, spontaneous booty call. Late night. Um. You are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yeah. So, yeah. Worked for McNulty. Yeah, yeah. It might work for you. <laughs> Try it out. Let us know. Um, <laughs> what are you reading at the moment? Um, oh, just shitposts, man. I, I would like to say that I'm reading something incredibly interesting, but I spend so much time, like, reading the Twitter accounts of uh, professional shit posters and and really enjoying it and, like, getting a lot out of it as well. Like, it's not even like I'm, you know, reading it and feel like I'm wasting my time. Like, I actually think I'm... I think there's a lot to be said for, like... I don't know, a good tweet or a good shitpost or whatever. Oh, yeah. On they say so much. Whatever. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I'm fucking loving it. I've been browsing a lot of, like, delicious tacos and can't-bought and um, Facebook's Twitter accounts yep. in addition to various shitposting subreddits. Yeah. <laughs> refreshing wall street bets to see if there's any new information oh wall street bets is such a good subreddit dude
0: i love like the
1: the (laughs) overall tone of it
0: um just like this, like weird sort of like uh, i don't know funny nihilism um everyone just like taking the piss out of themselves because they just lost a hundred thousand dollars um yeah, <laughs> which is the yeah, only way yeah. to get through a gambling addiction, really, which is like, you
1: know, what most of the people on that sub have. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> I feel like it's probably the best take as well, because I mean, I, you can always trust someone if you know that their entire motivation is just like making money. Like there's no political crap on there. There's just kind of like, will this increase my investments or not? And therefore I get like a more accurate picture of what's going on in the world. Just on the basis that I know that, okay, there's only one incentive here. It's not some weird hidden agenda to like, you know, elect Biden or Trump <laughs> or to cancel yeah. someone that I don't fucking yeah. care about. But it's just like, this will be good for your money because X, Y, Z. What I love about that... <laughs> which is like the only information I need in life. What I love
0: about <laughs> that sub as well is that no one's trying to protect their reputation. um, Like... I would actually say almost the majority of posts on there are just, like, self-deprecating or are taking the piss out of someone else, but none of it is, like, I am really good because X, Y, and Z, Um, which is, like, so rare. Yeah,
1: oh, there's no credentialism. It's fucking great. It's exactly what I want out of a good night out at a bar, you know? (laughs) Like, I want to meet someone who... I don't really care who they are, but they'll just, like, pull you aside and wrap you fucking into this crazy story i've oh man i had a night like that that was like exactly like going on wall street bets right i like was at this bar on a sunday night getting um shit-faced a few years ago um and was sitting next to this dude who was wearing this like gross grubby ripped up shirt and smoking a cigar outside and he just looked like fucking shit and you know smelled pretty bad and I, it just it, he didn't look like anyone in particular um and so i was outside having a cigarette and we sort of like kicked off and started chatting and i think his like opening general subject that he wanted to discuss was like clinton drug running Fuck yeah it was like yeah, read this book about uh <laughs> yeah, about, about the clintons running cocaine between uh you know columbia and, and the stage blah 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 and sort of kicked around And the more we talked shit, like, the more he started telling me about, um, you know, like, the private practices of moving wealth from one area to another, which he seemed really knowledgeable about, and it ends up that he was, like, a fucking CEO of this multi-billion dollar company in the States, uh, which I then verified later, and it turned out to be true, um, but he was just some, like, grubby dude in a fucking bar, spinning shit about Clinton, and, like you know, telling me about international money he, transfer. He'd be a good one I, to catch up with. That's the sort of shit that I signed up for. Yeah, yeah, totally. I did actually a couple times, but then I moved away from all of them. true. Yeah, whatever. Fuck yeah. 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 Um,
0: when anyway, I was... What are you reading? I... Oh, well, quickly. When I was staying in Singapore, I was staying in this hostel and um there was this bunk that like always had a sheet up over it so that you couldn't see behind it but you could just see like the glow of a laptop behind it and um i was like oh okay like that's weird but whatever and it was like this 50 year old japanese dude um who was staying there just like by himself and didn't interact with anyone um and would just like not really leave the hostel during the day and would just like sit in his bunk just like on his computer and then after like a few days I was just like man this dude is intense like I'm gonna talk to him and his English was pretty bad but we were able to converse well enough and it turned out that he was uh the CEO of this Japanese like energy and gas company um who was like on a business trip to Singapore but like didn't want to stay in like a luxury hotel because he always got lonely um and just preferred to be around like the buzz of people um so just yeah, like yeah. was hanging yeah. out in this hostel um and he was just a fucking really interesting dude he was really into like news as like a hobby and the same way that we would be like yeah, the same way that we would be like oh man like i've been listening to this artist kendrick lamar do you like him He would be like, oh, do you like newsreader X, Y, and Z? Like, what do you think of the way that they, like, um, read the headlines? And I'd be like, well, like... Oh, like presenters. "Mm." And I'd be like, oh, like, I actually have no thoughts about any newsreaders. And he's like, oh, well, like, I'll show you my favourite. And he just, like... There was this um, uh, Australian woman who, if I remember correctly, had, like, a Middle Eastern background and was working on the BBC in England. And he would just go on YouTube and like browse videos of this woman reading the news. Um, and was like really into it in like a non-sexual way. Um,
1: That's yeah, awesome.
0: Dope, right? One of the most unique yeah, interests I that I've say. ever experienced. And um, then like, while yeah. I was there, it was my birthday, but I didn't have anything to do. And also Singapore is just like grossly expensive to just do anything. So I said to this dude, like, hey, like, it's my birthday. Like, we should, like, have some drinks. So he, like, bought me a bottle of sake and we just sat in this, like, laneway next to the hostel on some milk crates just drinking sake and smoking. (laughs) Um, Fuck, that's cool. Then eventually um, I told him that I was going to be leaving the next morning. And um, he's like, okay, no problem. Like, see you later. And then I woke up in the morning and he was already gone. So I couldn't say goodbye to him or get his contact details. Um, oh. But then, like, later in that day, I realised that he had, like, put a pack of smokes in my bag for me as, like, a good- goodbye gift. Yeah, so what a cool. good cunt, right? And, like, to this yeah, day, man. I would, like, give so much to be able to see him again because he was just such a legend.
1: Yeah. but um, yeah. That's wicked. I love stories like that, you know, like... That is fucking awesome. That is exactly... Like, what do you want from life other than to drink sake with a... Yeah. Secret CEO. Or it doesn't even have to be a CEO, you know? Exactly. Just yeah. someone. Just some fucking <laughs> yeah. rando in the middle just of the Just some laneway. nice dude.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, but... Oh, that's cool, Yeah, man. but anyway, um, I've been reading some pretty, like, dry articles just on, like, um, economics, really. Um you know how I like, oh, really? mentioned earlier that yes. I was reading up on like the sort of principles of trickle down economics. Um, yep. So yeah, just trying to wrap my head around it. Um, and I'm not going to say much more about um, it because I'm still reading at a pretty like surface level. So I'm not going to try and act yep. like I understand it.
1: Um, Next week, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Strap yourselves in, guys. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be fun. Um, trickle down economics is a Uh, wasn't as much a theory as it was a critique Um, a lot of people like use it to describe a theory but it was actually the history of it I'm pretty sure is actually from political opponents of Reagan I think I'm just trying to look it up right now but um, yeah Basically, it was used as a critique of of a system that, oh, wealth trickles down from the top. Yeah. Yeah. Which it doesn't. So, yeah. Um, (laughs) Anyway,
0: FYI, fun fact. Um, I've been listening to Avondale Bowling Club. You know that uh, project from Tom Scott that came out last year? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: No, they're really good. What are, what are oh, your thoughts on that? I
0: fucking love that album so much, dude. It makes me wet as fuck. Like, um, yeah. <laughs> I, ugh, I, don't, I just can't speak more highly of an album. Uh, I think it's just so complete and so well thought out. Like, the, the sound of it in the production is gorgeous. The lyrics are super smart, um, like genuinely deep. Um, yeah, just like 10 out of 10 yeah home run yeah the jazz is <laughs> yeah, incredible uh the jazz tracks on that are yeah. so good um and like most yeah. of it's all like live instrumentation too which is fucking sick
1: oh right yeah that's right they actually they, they play with a band yeah yeah right? or
0: something like that i've heard yeah. something like
1: that it started so off cool. with
0: him Man. just like collecting vinyl samples by himself but knowing that he couldn't clear yeah. the samples would just like get musicians to come in and play something similar um and then yeah just like formulated songs like that which is pretty sick
1: i fucking miss live music i really want to see some live music again at some point i'll tell you that's like one thing that covid has um definitely reminded me is missing in life
0: yeah i'm exactly um on the same boat dude like from Mm. the end of july in brisbane we're going to be able to have up to 100 people in bars so like that seems like shows might start happening again i fucking hope so
1: yeah 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 Um, yeah um we are tonight i believe oh really so yeah i'm i'm actually going out for the first time and where are you going to so that's fun uh, Starting at a BYO, as is tradition, in Christchurch, and then I, as is tradition, going from yeah, there. yeah,
0: <laughs> nice.
1: <laughs> sort of like the classic night out. Eh? I really love that tradition. I, I kind of wish that was more of a thing in other areas of the world, where you start out at dinner and you, and you just kind of like gorge and feast, and then uh, ramble off into the ether, mm. but. It doesn't feel like that's something that it's other a good people model. do. It's like beer pong in the States, I guess. Yeah, it's a yeah. fucking good model, bro. You get fed, you gorge, and you just, like, feast and, you know, wine And it's, it's like, it's very uh, Nordic. Yeah, yeah. With my crude understanding
0: of Nordic culture. I think the reason <laughs> most people don't do it, though, is because they prefer to, like, pre-drink at home, right? They want to just get fucked up on the cheap. Yeah. And then go out. So, like,
1: Philistines. Yeah. Philistines. <laughs> what they're doing, it, what she, is a Philistine? I don't even know. Um, my understanding of it, and I will Google this as we speak, so I don't sound like an idiot. Um, a person who is hostile or indifferent to culture and the uh, arts. Uh, this is yeah, well good used. job. And that's what they are. If you don't have dinner while you drink, you're an asshole. <laughs> you know, like it's what you're meant to fucking do. Like it's all part of it.
0: It's feasting. Yeah. Yeah, right? no, it is. You're right. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm just so happy that you uh pulled off the use of that word.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. No, I'm gonna make that my word of the uh, word of the year. I'm just gonna reuse Do it from it. now on. Yeah.
0: Um have you been listening to any music of note?
1: Um I'm pretty heavy into My, uh, Sergio Leone soundtracks, which I've been listening to a lot of, um, and my doom metal, which I've also been listening to a lot of. So I, I kind of feel like it it was, it it just captures a lot of what I want to be living in, which is sort of that feeling of the wild west, you know, or like being a sort of lone traveling bike through the wilderness. So, you know, that music really fucking does it for me. And music to me is kind of just like a theme song in the back of my daily travels. Yeah, cool. Not that I go anywhere interesting. I go from here to the <laughs> to the gym, and then back home. <laughs> nah, it's important to have your but I do music it... Yeah, man. I do it listening to the good, the bad, and the ugly. So Yeah. <laughs> Yo, motherfuckers. That must really fuck. drive you. It's good. Yeah, oh, totally, totally. I'm ready for a shootout at any given time. <laughs> but there's nothing, like, incredible that I'm listening to that I'm thinking, like, man, everyone should listen to this at the moment. A lot of it's, like, just, you know... It's, it's hard to recommend Doom Metal um, to anyone unless you kind of are interested in the yeah, genre. Yeah, of course. It's not it's, very accessible. It's just kind of... Nah, I, yeah, and not even to be a dick about it. Like, I don't even think musically it's incredible music. I think it's actually quite bad. Uh, it's the same as, like, my attraction yeah, to of punk. Yeah, like, it's just visceral. I don't really recommend it. Yeah, yeah, it's an experience, and that's what I'm buying into. Like, you know, I like it because it sounds shit, and it, it makes me feel a certain way, and that's, like, it. And so... If someone listens to it, they're like, this shard's like shit. It's like, yeah, well, that's the fucking point. It's meant to sound <laughs> shit. It's meant to be something that, like, any fucking asshole <coughs> can pick up and play. And that's your fucking music. Fucking you know. Music for the everyday, man. Anyway, yeah. that's what I'm up the, to. Uh, the allied workforce of music. <laughs> it fucking is, man. It totally is. Um,
0: yeah. Is there anything oh, that has been particularly fucking you off?
1: Um, of late, uh, uh, probably just like the poor, consistent, poor reporting of the media, you know, like, um, I feel like every time, I mean, and I should be wiser than this, but, you know, I'll click on an article that states, so I'm going to give context here, uh, there's this thing trending all over Twitter that Jacinda Ardern's trying to pump the economy by saying we should all work four days yeah. a week. And, you know, obviously when I saw that, I was like, well, that's a pretty bold claim to make in times of economic down uh, you know downturn, <laughs> that everyone should work less and therefore work more and we'll be richer. And it's like, you know, you don't have to be anyone to know that that's not how it works. So I decided to check the articles out, but uh, they don't actually say that. She never said that at all. In fact, it's completely different to what she said. She said basically that people can be more productive um, if they work four days a week in some cases. Yeah, exactly. And that's it. And it's getting like brutally reported and it's so unfair. And it's just like, how do we even let this happen? You know, like how is this a fucking... How is this anything other than like fraudulent and... Uh, yeah, fuck the media man fuck the media <laughs> yeah, so hard they're you know? the fucking worst yeah absolute pieces of shit uh, what about you <laughs> um, well
0: as a caveat I feel as though I should just say that I hate the media all the time so um, there you go but that's not <laughs> what I'm going to say um, I hate unnecessary COVID-19 adaptation plans So like when some small shitty business or like group of people or whatever, is like, yeah, we're going to do X, Y, and Z to adapt to COVID and just like keep trucking on when really whatever it is they're talking about isn't isn't important enough to warrant even adapting to. Um, It's like (laughs) Like, if (laughs) the business equivalent of like someone walking down the road and there's like a puddle in front of you which is one millimeter deep You can just walk through it. It doesn't fucking matter. Um, And anyway, like businesses are trying to make themselves look as if they're uh, really displaying initiative, or you know, taking the front foot, or taking the challenge head on by adapting. um, And there's just actually nothing to be applauded um, for in doing that. Um, Yeah. 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 First of all, no one cares, and Second of all, like, the thing you're talking about
1: is just not even important, so there you go. Like, every single person having a seat between them and someone else in their open plan yeah. office with reticula- <laughs> reticulated yeah, hair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and two toilets.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Fuck yeah like, at Francisca's school they have this yearly event for the children called Rock Race, which is, like, an outdoor obstacle course where they all, like, run around and do physical tasks or whatever and they someone pitched the idea of doing an online virtual rock race um oh god that's so i know right and it's just like well yeah it doesn't matter just give up stop whatever (laughs) and my second thing is people acting like the youtube video of that fat hawaiian guy singing somewhere over the rainbow rainbow is good
1: <laughs> i haven't even heard oh, that dude holy like,
0: fuck. it's this video of this guy whose name is israel someone and he's like this yeah. morbidly obese hawaiian with a ukulele um damn baby. he is. and like It came out ages ago, but the video now has like nearly a billion views and people still share it around on social media like, oh, beautiful. And they only share it around because they want to look like they don't fat shame people. Um, When, you know, if that guy wasn't singing... He has like a legit health problem. And if that guy wasn't singing (laughs) over the rainbow, they would probably judge him. Um, So there you go. I hate that, and he's just not that good either. Like, sure, he can sing. Obviously, he's a good singer, but like, it's not groundbreaking. Like, there's no reason I should care. Um, And
1: it's a cover, so fuck off. Um, (laughs) I'm like listening to you talk with this in the background, Um, and you know what's striking me about this is the fucking vanity of this. Why is there all these shots of yeah, right? Just close-ups of his obese face.
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah. and like not that there's anything wrong with being obese but like I feel like that's <laughs> there is man no, there, there
1: is it's a well, medical no, problem no yes okay that's what I mean sorry <laughs> that's right. um I'll take the political stand I don't care it is a legit <laughs> yeah, issue yeah yeah you know like if you want to be that's another thing but like you can't pretend like it's not a fucking problem <laughs> yeah you know yeah, no you're right it's okay to have a like, if you really want it if you're like alright like people smoke yeah doesn't make it yeah. good for you. <laughs> um,
0: so people need to stop acting like that video is good. Um,
1: yeah, mm, it's pretty shit. Grifter of the week. You know. Uh, I'm going to go with Israel. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> as in the Hawaiian or the nation state? Uh, yeah, as, I'm going to go with the, the Hawaiian. I don't think I can pull off an Israel um, battle quite yeah. just yet. Get a little more steam behind me first. I also think that guy's Um, dead. Um,
0: So if that changes what you're about to say, then maybe let it happen. But
1: if not, then just say it. Um. No, 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 no. I can't go with him. I only just found out about him. Um, Who have you got as a grifter for the week? Because I actually haven't done my prep on this. But what I do want to talk about is uh, the Thernos scam. That happened, but, you know, there's very little point in giving an introduction to that because I will totally dive deeper on Elizabeth and her Durnos Okay, scathing.
0: I don't know anything about this, so why don't you uh, do it next week? The whole, yeah, the whole together, uh, 360 degree thing. The whole thing. shebang. Um, Inside, my grifter uh, of the week is the Chinese Communist Party. Um, <laughs> because of this whole political fuckery around the um, investigation into, you know, the COVID pandemic. Um, And I think China has just come out on top in like a huge way Um, and also trolled the world at the same time. So like Australia called for this independent investigation like it mattered, which it didn't because like it's fucking happened. We're reacting to it. It doesn't matter how it started. And even if it did, we know yeah. how it started. It was a fucking pangolin that some guy ate, or whatever. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm obviously fucking joking. Like I'm
1: simplifying it, uh, but no, I don't think you are. I think it's it's re- absolutely fucking ridiculous to even suggest that it's like from a lab. Yeah, um, it's just, and even if it is, like you know, yeah, I don't know. what are it we going to do? For one. Um.
0: Yeah, if China wants to fucking make coronaviruses in a lab, we can't stop them. Um, anyway, so then obviously, like, the political shit show following Australia's, you know, request for that investigation happens. And then China's like, actually, like, we'll impose, like, trade tariffs on you. And then the world is like, oh, no, we actually support Australia. And Australia's like, no, don't impose trade tariffs on us we're doing this for a good reason and then China just does (laughs) um yeah just like slapped new taxes on like billions of dollars of Australian beef and barley exports like fuck you and then
1: are you serious did they actually do that um
0: and then Australia's like having a whinge about it and our trade minister Simon Birmingham was trying to like call the Chinese trade minister and just couldn't contact him (laughs) (laughs) They just ghosted (laughs) on it. And then, yeah, and then China's like, oh, by the way, you can actually do the investigation. So now the World Health Organization is going to do an independent investigation
1: led by like an international fucking team or whatever. Did they just off someone in between that fucking time? Like, what the fuck is that about? See, I don't think it came from a lab, but I'm also like, what the fuck is going on that they're acting that way? What do you mean? You know? Well, it's just so shady, man. Like, being like, no, you cannot investigate at all. Oh, but... And, like, covering... I don't
0: think they ever were actually trying to stop it. <laughs> I think oh, it was really? just bluster. It was just a chance for China to just puff out their chest and then just, like, fuck some people over in the meantime. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um Yeah. <laughs> and, like, so China got to just, like, you know... um put tariffs on Australian trade goods, get one up over us, and then just be like, yeah, do the investigation. Um, And it's funny, because the whole thing was just a moot point anyway. Um, The investigation's not going to matter in any way. Um, So, yeah. I think China just, like, scammed us. What what, what is the
1: World Health Organization? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, the World Health Organization is clearly, if they've proven one thing, it's that they're, like, heavily in bed with China. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know... <laughs>
0: um yeah. And but they like Australia thinks that they're gonna play yeah. this like really integral role in the investigation. Um and they're gonna lead like a coalition of nations and it's like, no, you're not. Um or well, <laughs> Go back to mining yeah, guns.
1: Right. Um so whatever. Yeah. Um Yeah, I feel you They got real up in <laughs> arms over like Winnie P who's our I don't know, like angry senior Oh, right, Winston Peters. Um, Yeah, yeah. Uh, Over him, like, also asking for a review and then saying some shit about Taiwan. Um, And then they give these, like, really weird threats that seem quite ominous in nature towards it. And I don't know, (laughs) yeah. They definitely do seem to be doing a pretty damn good grift on like yeah, the entire right. world. And it's funny because like it's only yeah. our fault. Um
0: we're the ones that just like yeah, tied exactly. us tied our economy to theirs like a fucking ball and chain. Um where? So like if China wants to go and jump in a lake, like we've got no choice but to drown. Um and now we're yeah, getting exactly. like, like annoyed where do you think about you from? it. So you know, maybe we should yeah. have just fucking acted a bit more responsibly and not tried to just, um, you know, like let our corporations write free trade agreements with China yeah, and like export the production of Nikes to like rural Chinese villages where we fucking employ children for a dollar a day or whatever. Um, it's pretty fun, yeah. yeah, it's pretty pretty it's
1: fucking like, disgusting. Yeah, it's like, like what you I
0: think that like. Chinese human rights abuses and all that kind of stuff is, like, obviously deplorable. But I also don't blame the Chinese Communist Party for trying to get one up over everyone else because, like, it's about time they fucking had a win.
1: Um, yeah, So totally. Well, I mean, it's sort of like if you take all your production and you stick it over there, and then with the limpest wrist, like, you know, fueled by fucking all the soylent in the world... You'd be like, don't, 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 don't commit human rights abuses, no. Yeah. What do you think's going to happen? Well, you just let them... Yeah, like, oh, it's so fucking disgusting and, like, immoral, yeah. you know. It's pathetic. Makes me sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's also
0: funny that, like, a lot of international leaders are, like, suddenly... Uh, calling out China now while the whole world's angry at them when previously, like, they wouldn't say a peep. Yeah, Um, totally. It's
1: just like, oh, actually, yeah, I'm mad at you because the whole world is... Yeah. um, As far as I'm aware, there's only one guy who's actually talking about um, decoupling from China. Who is that? Oh, Trump. Yeah. uh, Trump.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's a pretty large narrative forming in Australia about it
1: now. Yeah. but
0: yeah. no, like, actual policy, oh, if
1: you know what I mean. Yeah, like, uh, this whole independent review thing can go, like, disappear up its own asshole. Because, I mean, it's probably more just trying to win, like, the blue card, oh, yeah. I it's, would say. The whole thing you know? is, like, in a way built on, like, racist values. Um, yeah, totally. Just, like, but, like, you're happy to get your shit produced there, and then you want to conduct this independent yeah, review. Yeah, like, exactly. Fuck like, the
0: whole thing is, you know, on, like, it's all about alienating the other um, creating yeah. an us versus them whilst
1: dynamic, while still being enough of a simp to like <laughs> let the other do your fucking yeah. dirty jobs You're that like you don't want to do yourself. Investigating back them. them while their dick
0: is in your ass. Um, <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> yeah, exactly. So, there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. I need to take a piss, and also we've been going for like an hour and forty-eight minutes. So let's yeah, wrap man. it up. Um, All right. It's cool. been a pleasure, as per usual.
1: Always yeah. a pleasure.
0: Um, looking forward right. to next week already.
1: Absolutely, um, more fresh, fantastic, hot takes. Yes. On the uh, Allied Workforce sponsor <laughs> episode
0: of Modern um, Guild next that'd week. That'd be great to get an Allied Workforce sponsorship.
1: Oh, I'd we could like hit them, them up. On. Hey, I reckon that'd yeah. be sick yeah fuck um, yeah Yeah, a return to true yeah. values <laughs> um yeah making us the trump of podcasts um <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> i like that do you know their tagline just as a side note is blue collar recruitment fucking a of course it is if there isn't a fucking true word spoken right, right there uh, <laughs> right that's also in
0: the bible um <laughs> yeah totally all right i'm gonna stop the recording